Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1061, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and BloombergRadio.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. This is the Bloomberg Markets. Corey Johnson here in San Francisco, where California's finances are just fine. Thank you very much. I'm not going to talk about New Jersey's finances. Thank you, we... Governor Brown. Uh, and, 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 the, and the team and the assembly in the house, but uh, Illinois not so much. No, uh, Illinois' uh, uh, problems are so deep right now that they are maybe entering uh, a world where they're going to be issuing junk bonds maybe we as should, a state. Maybe we should start a Kickstarter campaign for them. Uh, they might need a little bit more of that. We're going to dig into what this means with Charles Serene, our favorite guy to talk to about munis. And the guy with the sickest Bloomberg terminal setup on earth. <laughs> In the meantime, let's get your top business stories from our own Charlie Pellet. Hi, Charlie. All right. Hi there, Carol Master. Thank you, Corey. We have got the Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ all declining. And now the numbers at the close of floor trading on the NYMEX brought to you by USCF Invest in What's Real. Visit USCFinvestments.com. That's USCFinvestments.com. West Texas Intermediate Crude up two tenths of one percent, uh, up six tenths of one percent, I should say, up 29 cents to 45.42 for a barrel of West Texas Intermediate Crude. Well, last segment we were talking about the G20 summit in Hamburg. Trade also very much on the minds of world leaders at that G20 summit. Ethan Harris is head of global economics research at Merrill Lynch. U.S. policymakers for decades now have been concerned about the bending of the rules around free trade uh, by China. And so this is an area where actually there's a common agreement among economists and policymakers in the U.S. that trade relations with China are not completely fair, unlike with other countries like Mexico and Germany, where many economists would say trade relations are are reasonable and we shouldn't uh, make major changes. ADP Research Institute says companies added fewer workers to American payrolls in June than the prior month. uh, Private payrolls up by 158,000. Estimates were for 188,000. Also this morning, those weekly numbers on jobless claims showing gain of 4,000 to 248,000. We get the employment report tomorrow morning, 8.30 Wall Street time. Complete coverage right here on Bloomberg Radio. S&P down 18 now, down 7 tenths of 1%. NASDAQ down 44, also down 7 tenths of 1%. The Dow down 126, down 6 tenths of 1%. Gold up 2 tenths of 1% to 1223. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. All right, Charlie, thank you so much. Charlie Pellet with a Bloomberg Business News Flash. You are listening to Bloomberg Radio. Well, Illinois is in a peculiar place right now with the finances of the state so bad. The, uh, the state is about the, on the verge of becoming the first issue junk-rated bonds. Charles Durain joins us right now, President and CEO of Durain Wealth Management. And have we ever seen any – you were the expert in this subject, uh, Charles. I mean, have you ever seen anything like this? Uh, not for this long. I mean, I mean, you know, let's compare it. Let's put some numbers on it. The benchmark for a 30-year municipal bond is a 282. Illinois today is paying 493. That's 210 basis wow. points more. That's the highest in the United States. They have the lowest rating of any state in the United States. So okay, the only thing that's rated worse is, is Puerto Rico at this point. So it's they, a commonwealth. So should they be junk? 
Should they be junk? Well, I don't know. They're, they're, the vote, and we're watching it right now, they're supposed to vote this afternoon and to override the, uh, the governor's veto on this. And it looks like they're going to be able to do it. But there's a, a, a juicier story. The juicier story is the, governor's, the governor wants to veto it, and his wife is against – I'm sorry. The governor doesn't want the veto, and his wife does want the veto because she's involved with child care and civil child care organizations, which, will, which would all not do well if the governor gets his happy way. Happy wife, happy yeah. debt issuance. Yeah, that's the life uh, – <laughs> Whatever, you know. Well, that should make for some very interesting uh, conversations around the dinner table at home, right? Let me ask you, though, Charles. Here it is. It's a big number. Right. But for the third year in a row, the state is poised, you know, here it is again, no state budget, billions of dollars uh, in the red. They can't seem to make it work. Like, shame on them that they haven't kind of figured out how to do this. Well, they're about $6.2 billion is what they're annual budget deficit has been and they've got about 14.7 billion in overdue bills okay mm-hmm. now the united way predicted that 36 percent of all human services agencies illinois by year's end would absolutely have to shut their their doors um by the way my my disclaimer my information comes from bloomberg and other sources and i'm not selling anything Continue, please. Sorry. We appreciate well, yes. that. Well, to, the, to that <laughs> to point, that right, so how, how much of this are pension obligations and based on a, a notion of return that the market is not providing? Well, I'm, I'm not sure exactly how much of that is pension stuff, but a pension thing is a huge thing for all states, for all states. But in this particular situation, there's billion do- billions of dollars in road construction, which is shutting down. And, and all sorts of other things. Uh, think about the schools, the University of Chicago, that, that great university, right? Mm-hmm. Um, their academic accreditation could be suffering because of their budget cuts. So this is really something. This affects pensions, schools, roads, people, uh, services to the people who really need it. And this, by the way, this standoff, entered a third straight year mm-hmm. on July 1. I mean, Illinois has been running deficits since 2002, if you go back to 2015. Oh, oh always. Right. Uh, always, yes. And they had tax... And they didn't want... And they didn't want to raise taxes. Right. And they had tax they hikes expire in 2015. Right. So I guess what I like to look at a situation like this that has been so chronic, Charles, is how does Illinois kind of dig themselves out of the hole? Is it economic? Is it business? Is it tax policy? Um, what do they need to do so that they have a longer sustainability and that we're not kind of talking about this every year? Yes. <laughs> all of the above. Yes, all of the above. All of the, you know, how about E? All of the above plus some we didn't think of. Look, Illinois has a population of about 12.7 million people and a GDP of $609 billion. So it's a big place. It's a wealthy place. Right. They just have not paid their, their fair share of taxes over a long period of time. I have They've to... given out. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 you finish. They've, they've, they've given out very, very generous pensions. They've done all sorts of things. Plus, did anybody mention the crime rate? There are more murders in, in Chicago year to date than there were in New York and Los Angeles combined. Hey, 30. So there's some very bad things going on there. Just got about 25 seconds. You know, you're an investment guy. You're buying obviously within the muni market all the time. Uh, what do you do with, uh, uh, munis in Illinois? 
I would have to tell you, and I'm not soliciting anybody to buy these, but, you know, with a rate up around 5%, you, you wouldn't hurt yourself taking a little bit of it, okay? Remember I talk about take a little slice of some things, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, taking a little slice at a 493 is not bad when everything else is around 3, 3 and a quarter, but not. Well, we've seen so few defaults, too. Great stuff. Charles Durain, as always, Durain Wealth Management. Uh, always glad you get him on. You listen to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. This is Bloomberg. It is time for a check on your latest world of national news headlines. We've got, uh, we have, excuse me, Nathan Hager in our Bloomberg 991 News in Washington. I always think my English teachers are listening we, and saying, what did she say? We will never tolerate bad grammar on Bloomberg Radio. Thank, Thank you, you Carol. <laughs> Tensions. In Hamburg, Germany, ahead of the two-day G20 summit that begins tomorrow, there police have fired water cannons and pepper spray at bottle-throwing protesters, stopped a massive march through the streets. They intend to, at the very least, smash store windows and light cars afire. But the Interior Minister, Thomas Desir, said that about 8,000 of these protesters that the Bundesnachrichtendienst, the German intelligence service, has been tracking are intent on committing violent acts here. Bloomberg's Matt Miller in Germany. More than 15,000 police have fanned out across Germany for an expected dozens of protests for the G20. By contrast, President Trump just wrapped up a civil one-on-one meeting with host leader Angela Merkel. The German government says the president and the chancellor discussed North Korea, the Middle East, the Ukraine conflict. Unlike their first encounter at the White House, the two shared a handshake for the cameras. U.N. diplomats say Russia has blocked a Security Council resolution that would have strongly condemned North Korea's launch of an intercontinental ballistic missile. Russia disputes whether it really was an ICBM. Democratic Congresswoman Susan Delbeni tells Bloomberg Television there needs to be more diplomacy. Twitter diplomacy is not going to be the way we solve these issues. It's got to be a serious ongoing effort. And that's why I think the proposal that I've had for a joint commission would be so important. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Nathan Hager. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.